Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Being aware of awareness, meditation. You'll hear three bells, one in just a moment, and uh, another in 30 minutes, and then the final bell uh, 60 minutes from now. So as we kind of drop in this morning, you can notice that experience is already happening. There may not be uh, as much content as different points in the day. Shut this door. But uh, that experience is happening. We are aware. We are conscious. Whatever this consciousness is, this awareness is, we know it's present right now. We know that it is witnessing or experiencing whatever's present. We may not know what the consciousness is, what exactly the awareness is, but we know that it is that it is here, it is present. So it's equally clear that there's, in essence, um, you could say two things going on. There's the knowing of experience. And there's the content of experience. The sounds of the birds are the content. Cars in the distance feet on the floor, back on the chair. And then there is the consciousness 
with which they are known. The knowing, the awareness. And we can watch attention toggle between the two, between the object and awareness. And then back to the awareness, which knows the object. one of the most, um, you know, kind of regulars at the corner bar of experience, thoughts, musings, memories, perceptions, and narratives, and senses of ourselves. They arise less dramatically than the bird call. Bird song just kind of pierces the silence, doesn't it?
nonetheless, it's, it's apparent that we are the consciousness that are here. We are this awareness, this open, empty field of awareness. And objects arise in that field. And one of the reasons I imagine that thoughts can actually be quite difficult to hear, to notice as distinct from us is because they don't necessarily arise with a, a piercing shrill. Oftentimes they're just kind of there. Because they seemingly arise from the inside, if the skin on our body is the border and the bird is outside, the thought is inside. We hear it from the inside. So there's this habitual identification with that's me. It just sounds so familiar. Some of these thoughts have been around since our earliest memories. But that's the benefit and the usefulness, the opportunity of meditation. We get real still. Attention gets stiller than usual, perhaps. And we adopt this radical inclusion attitude full-on acceptance. It's like a, a curious, like a scientist. What arises? How is it known? When does it come? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What's the energetic patterning? And can we notice when it dissolves, when it leaves? And the first thing we notice is that awareness is right here. Consciousness is alive, well, active, functioning, open. We didn't do that. 
we didn't turn it on. We cannot turn it off. We don't activate consciousness. We don't switch on awareness. What would be there to switch on the awareness? What is imagined to be present, free awareness? There would have to be an awareness of the switch, wouldn't there? There'd have to be an awareness of an impulse to switch it. And it's just not how it happens. Awareness is apparent from the moment before we open our eyes. Because that's what we are. We are that sentient liveness. It's our most fundamental experience and it's our most intimate experience. We, we actually refer to this as I or me, I woke up. And that I or that me is the subjective element in every experience. It is the subject to which the object of experience arises and by which the object is known. And with which the object is witnessed. We can check out for ourselves whether this comes and goes. Whether this has ever not been here. Even in deep sleep, mind would say, awareness is absent.
you really investigate that. It's the awareness of absence. Absence of objects that arise in consciousness until a dream arises. And then there's awareness of dream. Awareness of restlessness. We say we didn't have a good night's sleep. Awareness of alarm clock. And that time comes. So let me ask you this. <laughs> um, why do we care? Why do we spend this time noticing these distinctions, noticing the, the fundamentals of experience? And the answer may be obvious, but I'll take a shot. Anytime you want to know what something is, you really want to know something, you investigate, you give it your attention, give it your interest, open your heart, get curious. If our intention is to know who we are, that age-old question, what am I? What am I? If our intention is to have a direct, conscious experience of the truth of what we are, our essential nature, that without which we would not be. We're drilling down to the essence. And we you know, fling the doors of our heart open wide 
to inquiry. What is here that never leaves? What is here that's always the same? What is here that is, de is as dependable as the sun? What is the constant element of all experience? What never comes and goes? And you know, I know for a long time, and probably it still does this. I don't, I'm not sure it's doing it right now. But my mind would say, um, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, your awareness. You're, you're, you know." And it would basically intimate I was an Anne with an awareness, Anne who's got awareness, right? Anne who uses awareness, who's aware of awareness. So basically awareness plus, plus a character, plus a body, plus a personality. So, you know, we're invited to, to take that inquiry right to the source. Something is suggesting. There's a you here. Small little version of you. Of course, that's the you that has to be defended. That's the you that has to be, you know, um, pleasing to yourself and to others. The you that has to be special. That's the you that has to not be offended. And when offense is detected, defense must be undertaken. It's all done on behalf of this you, this asserted presence of a separate self that is. Uh, all alone and vulnerable and in need of watching and maintaining, defending. Protested for, about. It's like this constant care and feeding of this of the psyche, the psychological me, 
that mind says is a part of me. So there's awareness, and then there's everything I need and want and prefer. This, this bundle of ideas, beliefs, experiences. So we take that as an inquiry. Let's turn attention around and look for this me. Look for this separate self, this independent entity. And what we find is Reggie. And we don't presume we know an answer. We don't actually know an answer in this moment, do we? We have a strong sense of a me. Certainly act like there's a me. <laughs> Let's go find it. It is by holding up the light of our own direct and conscious experience to these beliefs and these notions and these ideas that we determine what the truth is about us, for us. It's only in this direct scene learning from books and teachers and pointings and YouTube videos doesn't defeat beliefs which are deeply embedded, have been believed over and over again for decades. Only by testing the belief against the light of our experience what does it show? What does it reveal? What does it unmask as not present? So we turn attention around and we look and get curious. Where is that separate entity?
that independent me. It's alone in time and space and just trying to make it through. So as we, as we sit and we notice something's experiencing all of this, experience is happening. And again, we may not know what it is, but we know something's watching, something's aware, something's alert. Consciousness is present. Sounds are present, sensations, feelings. And once we add to that, attitudinally, this, Adopt this 
open, welcoming. Everything that's here is welcome. Everything that will come, will come. So grasping. No demanding. There's no insisting. There's no pushing away. There's no pulling towards. It's just a, a radical contentment, exactly how life shows up. When we bring in that assumption, we really open our heart to it, sink into it. We can examine. Whether a sense of a, a separate me, separate self arises. So the consciousness is still here. The awareness is still here. The senses are online, not doing any of that. It's just a functioning, functioning. And we can notice that experience is experiencing. That which knows, that which experiences, is in the act of experiencing experience. And we can notice experience seems to be doing just fine. It doesn't actually need the help, it doesn't need categorization, judgment, and preferences. They can arise as well, but they're not essential. They're not part of this. They get added on, layered on. And this experience gets filtered through those preferences and judgments and historical data points, and memories and expectations. And
It's the only indivisible part of what's happening is the awareness of it, the aliveness, the, the, the sense of beings. The rest is going to constantly change, arise and fall, expand and contract. We can check for ourselves whether this essential sense of beingness arises and falls to a point at which it's gone. So another point at which it's back. Or is it in fact the constancy, the constant element in all experience? And when attention rests on that which isn't constantly moving, constantly changing, we, we, we can notice for ourselves in the body how that feels. So just allow attention to land on that which is not flitting about. That which is solid and steady, open, receptive, welcoming, and loving without conditions. There's just nothing conditional about it, is there? This natural state knows how to unconditionally allow everything. The birds and the locusts and the cars and the dogs and the sounds and doors and footsteps and whatever the body's doing. Whatever the mind is doing, our essential nature says yes to all of it on its terms, not through a filter, not through the turnstile of you can come in and you have to stay out. Nothing asks permission to come into awareness. And nothing slinks off, off the scene when it's done. It's kind of embarrassed. It didn't really sing the song so well. It's just life doing life's thing on life's terms, in life's timing. And there's something essential in our nature that does not need that to be different. Welcomes the discovery, the unfolding.
wide open life, recognizing the wide open play of life. We can look right at this knowingness, this sense of being. We can feel the light. We can feel this experience literally being illuminated by the life that we are. We can call it awareness, we can call it consciousness, we can call it Buddha nature. But it is the essential experience of life force energy, the literal light of the creator pouring through us, as us, in us, to us. share a quote from the seven steps. It's a quote 
1223. The fruit of dispassion is understanding. The fruit of understanding is imperturbability. And the fruit of the experience of bliss within is peace. we can notice whether mind says can't possibly accept everything the way it is. I've still got some things to change. I still need to get in there, fix life up a little bit. I need to manipulate it just a little bit. And we can feel heart says, here, come sit with me. Because life has this.
can quote 1223, the fruit of dispassion is understanding. The fruit of understanding is imperturbability. And the fruit of the experience of bliss within is peace. So the fruit of dispassion allows passion, invites passion. Awareness dances with passion. But the larger allowance of all passion it's seen that it's 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 held by something much larger by dispassion, by equanimity. By this essential aliveness and beingness in which it all dances. This unified field in which it all plays out. And that's understanding. And the fruit of this understanding is the direct experience that that which knows it all of this aliveness, this beingness, in which it all rises and falls, is never affected. This consciousness, this awareness, this life force energy, this aliveness, is always our essential experience. The ability to know experience, to be with it, to open to it. And it has never been affected by any experience, the glorious ones or the gut-wrenching ones. The same awareness, the same essential nature that witnesses it, opens to it. experiences it. And the fruit of this internal knowingness of, of just this gentle contentedness, the falling away of the striving and the clutching and the grasping, 
open heart of allowance, acceptance. Allowing all the thoughts that things need to be different to be seen for what they are. Thoughts that come and go. That's peace. When we turn inward to this essential core quality of openness, beingness, aliveness, lovingness, the mind gets a little less agitated, the heart has a little less longing in it. And there's a knowing that the option of resting in this peace is always available. Rest in the ease. Rest in the light that the creator has given and continues to give with each breath. When we turn to the light within, we go home. Read, quote, 1223, a final time. The fruit of dispassion is understanding. The fruit of understanding is imperturbability. And the fruit of the experience of bliss within is peace. Peace. 